Between Two Runners, a podcast. Since the last time we spoke, a lot has happened. A little you, bit. You're a, you're a trail runner now. I am. I was converted back when I went to Alaska mm-hmm. in the summer of 2019. Hiked a bunch after the marathon the day after, and just my world was changed, and I haven't gone back since. Now, if I have to run on the road, I whine and moan and complain like I did when I was road runner, not wanting to run trails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how has that conversion process been? Oh, it's been incredible. Um, I've doubled and tripled my distance PRs and in a matter of a couple of weeks apart. And yeah, I know that my legs have gotten stronger and yes. I just, I'm, I'm just happier on the trails, honestly. Like the road, the road was who I was. Now the trails are who I am or whatever, you, however you want to call it. Yes. So walk us through this journey. Uh, when we first talked, you had uh, you had been running for a couple of years. You had a, a couple of marathons under your belt, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't think you had you had gotten to a fifty k at that point. I had not. No. So I think when we talked, uh, gosh, that was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had just finished the New Orleans marathon, so that had been my that had marked my third marathon, mm-hmm. and then we ran Tomoka which was my fourth marathon. And since then, so I've got 13 marathons under my belt. I want to say, so we talked in yeah early 2017, I did gate to gate as my first 50 K that year. Yes. And then I didn't, I, I signed up for gate to gate before I even had run on a trail and I ran trails and I'm like, I don't like this. Why am I going to do 31 miles on this, on this? This is going to be awful. <laughs> but then, and then I wound up running with uh, Patrick trainer and Cassie Allen. I, I lined up in the back of the pack because I didn't want to do it. I was just going to try and find somebody that I could run with and actually have an enjoyable time. And I had a great time. I had a great time. They were my, my trail angels. We had a great time. We finished. So none of us were struck. I know like mentally, none of us struggled or anything like that. So it was fun. And then I didn't do anything until gosh, probably the was gate to gate 2019 was my next ultra marathon, which was right after um, the August marathon. It was after Alaska, the August marathon. Mm. And then after that, I kind of started, I did another marathon in San Antonio and then I did a marathon in Charleston more as training runs than anything. So I could prepare for my first actual, like my super ultra, whatever you want to call it was iron horse, the 100 K in early February, which you were my super awesome crew manager and you got me to the finish line and I was happy and not um, upset or anything like that. So kudos to you. And Gallagher was there too, and uh, yes, and stopped by for words of encouragement. Tatiana was there. She paced me for an awesome twelve miles of all the sand. My, oh, oh my gosh! So I the the new course at Iron Horse has about oh gosh a total of twenty one ish miles of sand, sugar sand. Uh, and she <laughs> she was with me on the second the second loop of it and by that point i'm like i'm over this sand but you know, it's just easy to when you have your buddies with you to run 
it's yeah. easier to stay positive and because I just I don't want to feed off like any negativity. Like if you let yourself get into a negative space, like you will stay there forever. And sixty two yeah. miles is a long time to to be mad at yourself, to be angry or anything. Yeah. So you, you got to work your way out of it somehow. So it takes you a while to dig yourself out of that hole once you're once you're down there. Oh, absolutely. You were with me when I started overheating, and I think that was only a couple of miles. But then we got back to camp. Got some ice. Mm-hmm. Totally, fu- totally fine after that. And during that that one section, you would hit a fifty k PR. I did, yeah. So I hit. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was a fifty three minute PR, and I wasn't even. Gu- I I say I wasn't gunning for it, but subconsciously it probably was, just because I'm competitive and I like PRs and mm-hmm. whatnot. So that's kind of a cool thing to say. On the same day, I double my distance PR, hit a fifty three minute PR in my fifty k distance. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. So back to the uh, back to the last gate to gate. Mm-hmm. How did that compare with your first gate to gate? Because I know the the first gate to gate, you didn't necessarily consider yourself a, a trail runner at right. that stage. Uh, how so was how was by, that? Okay, so I was going for at least top three, and it was a really hot day. I know I started out. I started out on my B, my plan B uh, pace. And by the turnaround at that 15 and a half mile mark, I was overheating and I started throwing up. And at that point I had to walk five miles. And and I remember sitting down on the trail, gosh, probably two miles after I had left. And I'm like, I I don't know if I'm going to finish. I'm, I was sitting on the trail. Like I'm just either I'm going to DNF or I'm going to DFL. I remember texting Patrick saying like, what should I do? He's like, just sit there for a few minutes, you know, calm down, cool off. And that kind of, it, just with my personality, I don't know what it was. It just kind of annoyed me. I'm like, well, I'm not sitting down anymore. So then I got up and I started walking. <laughs> but I, I don't know, like just a little fire in my butt or something. But at that time, Tim Hannon had picked up on me. Like he had caught up and he was amazing. He he knew I was really sick feeling because I, I threw up probably three or four times uh, in that five mile span until I got to the the island where I just jumped in the water and just laid down and it was nice and cool and it was whatever I needed to rejuvenate and to resurrect my dead body. And mm-hmm. after that, I was like a rocket. I just took off. I was totally fine after that. Until, you know, like to mile 29, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm over this. I just want to be done. Mm-hmm. But Tim stayed with me. Oh my gosh, all the way to the end. And we just kind of started leapfrogging at the end. And I think he beat me by about a minute, but kudos to him. He was, he was an incredible, he was exactly who I needed at that time. So yeah, Tim's good people. Absolutely. All right, so you did Iron Horse, so you got your 100K under your belt, and it wasn't that long after that. that No, so two weeks after that, I had signed up for Death of Dupuy. I didn't know how that was going to go because it was only two weeks after 100K. And, you know, usually after something that crazy, you want to at least... Just a little downtime. <laughs> a list of downtime. So when I signed up for it, I text my coach again and say, hey, so... What would it be like to try and do Death of Dupuis? Uh, you know, I know that's only like two weeks after Iron Horses. And he said, you know, it's all about seeing how long you can go. I'm like, that's he didn't say no. So I'd already had all the information on the sign-up page filled out. I clicked submit. I'm like, he didn't say no. So I'm going to do it. Right. And I and I did it. It was and so much those, fun. For those that don't know, Death of Dupuis is a, a last person standing type of event. Yeah. So you run. A 4.166667 mile loop on the hour, every hour. Everybody starts. So if you finish in 45 minutes, you have 15 minutes to hang out, eat, you know, rehydrate, stretch, take a nap, whatever you want to do. 
until that bell rings and you have to answer it or you're out. There's no finishers except for one. And then there's that one person that gives you the assist for the win. So you just do that until there's one person standing. And on this one, you got yourself a distance PR. I did. So I I got 38 more miles on my 100K distance. So I hit 100 miles in 23 hours and 50 minutes. And that was my first 100 miler. Uh So that was a lot of fun. Quite impressive. Oh, it was fun. I love that. I would do. Well, I'm saying I would do it again. I am doing it again. I'm signed up for it for next year. I think I was the second person to sign up for it. So good deal. Yeah. Are, are you going to burp like a man and your uh, <laughs> colors again? Oh my gosh. Probably. I don't know. Like, so that was the whole sleep deprivation thing that I had never experienced before. You know, there's always the insane highs that you get when you're running an ultra, but then there's the debilitating lows that you have no idea what's coming at you. And I physically never had any issues until I, there wasn't even a physical issue. It's just the whole sleep deprivation. And, and I just, I was bonking and, so Jonathan Mays was running, we started running the night loops together because it's just an out and back on a dirt road. And apparently I talk a lot when I'm running. And then it was probably between like in the seventy. <laughs> if you run with me, I'm going to chat your ear off. But apparently during the, between the 70 ish mile mark, I stopped talking and Jonathan picked up on that and said, you know what, you doing okay. I'm like, I can't keep my eyes open and my, I'm really dizzy. So we started t- talking caffeine options because obviously things could have gone south really quick had we not started talking about that. But at that point, I hadn't had caffeine in six years. So I was a little leery about right. even trying any things. I didn't know how that would affect me. And What's this so going we, to do to me? Exactly. Because I know how I get when like when I do anything and I, it's usually pretty wild. But so he had like three different levels of caffeine. And it was like, there was like the, the Kara Goucher, I think gel, then there was something else. And then there was just a can of Coke. And by that point, I'm like, well, I, when we get back to camp, let's just see what like the easiest one will do to me. Like, let's kind of like work my way into it. But at that point we, so during this, we had picked spots where we would walk to kind of like give us time on the feet and like where we weren't pushing ourselves the entire time. So we would walk probably a quarter mile and then we'd run and then we'd walk a quarter mile, we'd run and walk, you know, so forth. But when the little quarter mile walk, I was almost falling asleep. So by the time we got back to camp, I said, hit me with your best shot. And they, (laughs) oh, they, they gave me half a can of Coke and I, I was lit. I was, I think, I forget what their description of it, but I think they said they paid for that, those kind of trips back in college and I was getting it free on a half a can of mini Coke. (laughs) <laughs> and so with perfect pitch, I apparently was hearing colors. And so I experienced then it's synesthesia for the first time ever. And those crickets were singing in the key of F and they were so green. It was a beautiful green. And those the bullfrogs were singing a really low B flat. And it was the most velvety blood red color you'd ever imagine. It was wow. beautiful. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> And and Jonathan said, I, he, you were gone. He's like there. And I knew if I stuck with you, I didn't know if I'd finish. He's like, so I played Russian roulette with you. And I, he's like, I either was going to run back and find you curl up on the side of the road, like dead, or (laughs) it was going to really piss you off and you were going to hunt me down. And he's like, I had a feeling after running with you for a while that it would be the latter. He's like, so I did it anyway. He's like, by the time I got to the turnaround, because I was in the back of the pack. There was eight of us left at that point. 
and I was in eighth place. And he's like, by that point, he's like, you were like the fourth one. And he's like, because he's like, good job. And you're like, good job. Like, super <laughs> angry. And then he's like, he's like, so I started booking it. He's like, I don't want you to catch up with me. I'm like, yeah. I really don't remember too much for a while because when I got back, my eyes were like so big because I was just tripping out on this Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, and it was it was like that until about probably the second to my to my second to my last lap. Mm-hmm. And when it when we knew it was the last road loop and then the sun was coming up at that point. And that's really throughout the night. That's all you want because by you're exhausted you're just you're just putting one foot in front of the other and you're just like just god please let the sun come up just let the sun come up when the sun came up even the race director ashley she was awesome she's like you're like a brand new person i'm like the sun came up it's a brand new day (laughs) i can keep going forever but at that point i'm like you know what i don't want it as bad as some of these people Mm -hmm. like i was totally fine at like a sub 2400 miler and i was that and i lined up in the corral for like the 25th loop, but I knew exactly what I was doing. I was only just messing with some of their minds. Cause I, we've been kind of doing that in the night anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I lined up, but I stepped right out at, at the call. So they, the five went on and I got to sit down and I didn't have to go anymore. And it was great. I ended it on my terms. I didn't, I didn't time out because I didn't make it back in time. I didn't time out because I was sick or anything. I finished it on my terms and I can't wait to do it again. See how I do next time. Yeah, and hopefully there won't be the Rona around to uh, to cancel any races. To cancel it? No, I hope not. I think by this point it will be gone, and all the training that we're doing just for funsies now, and all the virtual races we're doing will definitely pay off in the end. And yeah, have a good time doing it. So. You're doing a virtual race tomorrow, I understand. Yeah, I did a virtual marathon last Saturday, and I'm doing a virtual 50K tomorrow. So uh-huh. all the power, and they're all training runs for a 100K that I'm going to do just with some buddies in a few weeks, too. So all right. you don't need no races to have fun and run all these crazy distances. You can create your own adventure, even in the midst of chaos. Yes, indeed. And you've also got yourself a, you're, you're now a running coach yourself, aren't you? I am. So back in December, I went and did a, it was like a 20 hour intensive course down in Boca Raton and it's with the USATF and I'm a level one certified coach now. I finished the, it was like 150 questions that you could do after the fact. It took me about four hours to complete the exam, but I am a level one coach now. So excellent. Yay! I can I can have my own clients if I wanted. Um, but my one of my biggest dreams is just to work with high school girls and maybe be like a cross country volunteer coach. I've got some opportunities possibly coming up this summer that I could start working with some high school girls. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Where does it go from here? So I mean, I a lot of people in my work they. I always offer them you know little tidbits because I'm the crazy girl running the crazy runner girl that does all this crazy mile mileage and comes into work the next day, still chipper and perky and talking their ears off about all the crazy races. I still want to go and do it's like, what, what is your limit? I'm like, what isn't my limit? Why, you know, why would I limit myself? Honestly. So I still, I want to, I want to work with high school girls and I just want to see how far I can push myself before I break and then just see how far I can push myself after that point. Sounds like a plan. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Oh, gosh. 
I don't know. What do you want to like? Maybe goal races if they yeah. don't get can- can- canceled too. So I mean, then when you hit a hundred miles, it's like, where do you do go from there? And it, you know, I've gotten into pot listening to podcasts and just listening to all some of these incredible runners and ultra runners specifically. I've really got my eye on bad water. I think that would be an incredibly insane idea because I hate the heat and that's what that race is all about. But it's kind of more of the the journey for that one because you start in you know you run through death valley which is the lowest point in what america and then you run up to one of the pinnacles i think the second highest elevation in america so literally it's, it's kind of your representation across when out an ultra it's like you will hit your debilitating lows but then when you get to the top of that mountain you're at the highest point of your life and i'm thinking well that could be a good that could be a good race to showcase all of that i've I'm really intrigued by Tahoe 200, the Moab 240, and yeah. all the the western all the western races. I haven't looked, you know, western states would be cool, but that one's not like top on my list yet. I want to so I actually should probably run a mountain marathon or mountain race before I actually do 240 miles. So I suppose I might <laughs> I might start on lower on the totem pole, maybe like a 50k or a 50 miler, just to see how it goes. And uh-huh. but those are those are my ultimate dream races right now. So it's good to I'm have still, breaks. Oh, absolutely. I'm still doing a marathon in every state, but I'm eventually I want to get to Boston, but that, I've put that on the back burner because, you know, I've, I've got speed, but I've been, I'm, for me, I was getting tired of beating myself up because I had the training that told me I was fast, but I don't have any results that were telling me I was fast or fast enough to get to Boston yet. So that's mm-hmm. another reason why I've put myself more on like pushing myself for the distance, you know, training differently and getting my mind wrapped around something completely different taking my focus off of that dream, but at the same time, still working towards it mm-hmm. and eventually getting back to it will make me a stronger runner and easier to grasp that goal. So you'll definitely get back there for sure. Oh, for sure. I believe in you. Cause you're going to be with me when I do it. You're going to be you at the same time. Right? Yes. I, I, well, I think I'll be aging into it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I'll get there some way. That was the best way to do it. All right. Well, thanks for the chat. Thanks for the chat, bro. See you later. Until the next time. That does it for this edition of Between Two Runners. Join us next time for a very special guest. Between Two Runners. Sponsored by The Athlete's Den, Exoskin, and of course, Pancakes. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes